and welcome to episode number 249 of Smart Podcast Trashy Books. I'm Sarah Wendell from Smart Bitches Trashy Books, and today is part two of our live show recorded in Atlanta on May 5th. I am calling this episode Quizzing the Bitches. At the Romantic Times Book Lovers Convention, we hosted a live recording. We had wine, thanks to Beth. We had snacks. We had a room full of tired and extremely cool people. And I'm so excited to share the audio with you. It's, I get to be there for the recording, and then I get to be there for the editing, and then I finally get to share it. So with Rob and Bradford's help in this episode, I administered a devious quiz to Amanda and Carrie, Elise and Redheaded Girl, and they tolerated it with aplomb. Now, like last week, I do have some thanks that I need to give out. So get ready for the thank you train, because it's leaving the station. First, to all of the Patreon supporters, I could not have done this without you, and you are all wonderful. I could not have done this without your support, without the new equipment, without the really cool microphones and the 25-foot cords and the crash course in how to make the sound more better. I could not have done that without you. Thank you so much. I also want to thank Beth, Mel, Aaron, Elizabeth, and everyone who helped me set up the live show. And I want to thank Robin Bradford, Amanda, Carrie, Elise, and Redheaded Girl, and everyone who came to make the live show recording so much fun. Now, details. First of all, did you know we have an iTunes page? We totally do. It's at iTunes.com slash DBSA. And I have learned a thing. I have learned that if you subscribe to shows and review shows and tell friends about shows, it helps spread the word about the podcast in question that you're talking about and helps make sure that that podcast appears in the magical, ever-changing algorithm, which soon controls all of our lives. So I was given, you know, instructions. If you're a podcast host, you should tell people to subscribe and review and tell a friend, which is all very cool. If you want to subscribe or review or tell a friend, that's awesome. But if you just listen when it suits you, I am deeply honored. I am deeply honored to be in your eardrums. I will try very hard not to hurt your head. Like I said, I'm trying to make the audio more gooder. And speaking of things that don't hurt your head, I have a compliment. Yay! This is my favorite part. To Stacy S., Someone right now is designing shoes that are elegant, comfortable, suitable for every occasion, ecologically thoughtful, and gorgeous. They are named after you. Are you thinking right now, I could totally go for a compliment like that? You totally could. Just head over to patreon.com smartbitches. For as little as $1 a month, you can help support the show with a monthly pledge. And there are different reward tiers, including handcrafted, artisanal, genuine, heartfelt compliments from yours truly. Really, it's so much fun to come up with these. So if you want to make sure that I have to do more, I am all for it. This podcast is brought to you by The Most Dangerous Duke in London by Madeline Hunter. Three sinfully handsome dukes, three scores to settle, three hearts about to meet their matches, all in one brilliant new series from New York Times bestselling author Madeline Hunter, one of the most respected names in historical romance. Madeline Hunter is well known for accurate historical detail, irresistible heroes, smart heroines, lush descriptions, witty prose, and unforgettable plot lines. All of these signature elements are on full display in The Most Dangerous Duke in London, which is her first series with Kensington Publishing. The Most Dangerous Duke in London is loosely based on Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew, pitting a handsome peer against a headstrong, independent lady who refuses to be cowed by her suitor's persistence and his somewhat nefarious machinations. On sale now, wherever books are sold, and on kensingtonbooks.com. I know some of you just sat up or, like, looked really around, like, where what, where do I get this Taming of the Shrew? Taming of the Shrew is a fun trope, right? Super fun. The books you are going to hear and the links that we are going to talk about, including all of the books in the quiz, will be in the podcast entry at smartbitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast, as will information about the music you are hearing, which I will tell you more about at the end of the podcast in the part that's called the outro. And I have finally won the battle that my husband now thinks, yes, fine, it's a word because he can use it in Scrabble. Therefore, it's all good. And one last thing. If you would like to email me with a suggestion or a question, or you'd like to ask for recommendations, I do that a lot. You can email me at sbjpodcast at gmail.com, or if it's easier for you to remember, sarah at smartbitchestrashybooks.com, you can email me anything. You want to ask questions? You want to make requests? You think I should interview somebody? Would you like some book suggestions? You want me to explain a particularly weird trope in romance? I'm here. But now, time for the podcast. And now, and now, I'm gonna bring up. I'm gonna bring up some bitches. Okay, um, I'm going to introduce to you all the bitches, and we're and I have a quiz 
And Robin and I are going to administer this quiz, and it is truly demonic. <laughs> but fun. Are you guys having a good time? Yeah, I'm so glad. I have never done a live show. I was friggin' petrified. I was so afraid. I mean, seriously, I was afraid to go to TSA with all this equipment. Like, seriously, this is my recorder. How suspicious does that look, right? Like, that I looks like something bad's going to happen. I got that out of the box and was like, holy shit. Okay. So we got some microphones here. And we got some bitches. Yay! All right. Okay, so guys, would you please... Carrie disappeared. Now she's back. Redheaded girl, would you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Redheaded Girl. Yay! It is, in fact, red, as you can see. <laughs> Hi, I'm Elise. Yay! I'm Amanda. Hi, Amanda. I'm Carrie, or Carrie S. on the site. Yay! <laughs> okay, so if you've listened to the podcast, you know that when I do a quiz, it's evil. Yep. It's very evil. And um, I did two... <laughs> I have two deeply evil elements to the construction of this quiz. First, I emailed each of them and was like, help me craft questions for the others that exploit their weaknesses. And we, and we didn't know she did that either. No, like Amanda was like, oh, I thought she was just asking me. Oh, no. Oh, no. And then, and then I asked Robin for help. <laughs> she came up with the most evil questions. Robin, I thought, thought we were friends, Robin. <laughs> she, I, she just said she only accepts cashier's checks, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Cash is but good. All cash always. Cash right. always good. Cash That's right. Good. All right. So here's how this works. I've got four rounds. And each of you gets one ask the audience pass. Or you can ask the audience by applause, by show of hands, by screams of horror, your choice. <laughs> you can ask the audience for help with one question. All first two rounds are multiple choice. Second round is true false. And I do have a tiebreaker. Okay. I'm I'm always the scorekeeper when we do this for a pen. You want a pen? always seems suspect, but so far she's very accurate. Do you want me to? You want me to hand you a paper or pen? I have got an iPhone. Modern technology. We got this. Someone's a millennial because I could not yeah. do that. I could not do that. Millennials have mad skills, y'all. I know people like to shit on millennials. Millennials are the shit, y'all. Okay. So I am going to start with redheaded girl. Okay, redheaded girl. <laughs> This, this question suggestion came from one of your comrades who is exploiting your weaknesses. Uh -huh. Which of the following is not the title of an Immortals After Dark book by Cresley Cole? What the actual fuck is this question? <laughs> uh, you're welcome. Girl, I know where you sleep tonight. I was invited to sleep with Elise tonight. So. Maybe you better. <laughs> All right, you ready? Here we go. Which of the following is not the title of an Immortals After Dark book by Cresley Cole? Now, remember, you do have an Ask the Audience. You have three more rounds. But you have an Ask the Audience if you need anything you need a hand. All right. Number one, Wicked Deeds on a Winter's Night. Number two, Dark Needs at Night Edge. Night's Edge. Number three, Dark Desires After Dusk. Number four, Winter Needs of a Dark Warrior. So I'll go through that again. I still can't figure out. There's one with a ghost, and there's one with a vampire, and I don't know what the hell one it is. So this is where you get into kind of one of those interesting existential dilemmas where you're like, I do have an Ask the Audience, but maybe I want to save it. Like, do I want to keep my nuclear option or save it, or what do I want to do? So I'm just going to babble until I pull a random number out of the air and say the third one is the one, the fake one. No, that's a real one. The fake, okay, wicked deeds, wicked deeds on a Winter Night, Dark Needs at, night, at Night's Edge, and Dark Desires After Dusk are all real. The fake one is Winter Needs of a Dark Warrior. All right, sure. Carrie. That sounds legit. Carrie, this question, <laughs> this question comes from Robin. It's that one right there. Can you read that for Carrie for me, please? This is so evil. Like, this is the most, she sent this to me. I was like, oh, even know how I would read this. <laughs> I think you have to say it and spell it. Hey, this is this is gonna be like speak and spell. Okay. The answer is which of the following is a real J.R. Ward character name? Oh Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. And no, oh Jesus is not my final answer. <laughs> so one Puffuck. <laughs> B apostrophe H U C K. 
that out three so x s apostrophe e x fourth la bia <laughs> l a apostrophe b i a or fifth the orc <laughs> d apostrophe o r k Except for one? Yes, we're looking okay, for. Yes. All right. I I think that the read, read the second one again. Sanut, C N U T. All right. I think that's a real one. It's a real name, but not a real J R Ward name. Oh. <laughs> it's a different series. It is Sa X. <laughs> if I remember, if I remember correctly. Kanad or Sanut was the vampire Viking Navy SEAL angel who's fighting ISIS in Montana, right? That's an actual thing. This is Sandra Hill. I would have thought Sanut would be like a a little helper, like, like, this is my minion, Snoot. Snoot, go fetch my slippers. It's pronounced Canute. It's pronounced Canute. Is it Canute? Canute. Canute. It is Canute. Canute. Oh, no, it's not. So Canute is a vampire, is a real name for a Viking vampire, Navy angel seal. Or just a random Norse dude. It's a real random Norse dude. Fighting ISIS in Montana. As you do. As you do. That's a real book. Sandra Hill, if you ever needed someone to just open the fire hose of crazy sauce and just let her rip, she's your girl. She Okay, I remember years ago going on a cruise, and there was a book called The Very Virile Viking. She had a whole bunch of Viking time travels. So The Very Virile Viking had a buttload of kids, hence the name Very Virile Viking, and they all get brought up to the present day. And this is bananas. Like, it is completely off the wall. I, had, I was on a cruise. I was having the best time, right? <laughs> There is one scene where he and his children like all sit down. They're like, so we're in the future, right? And they're like, yep. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> and the nice thing about him is the very, the very virile Viking was actually a very good dad. But I mean, come on, time traveling Vikings, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> and then when you get vampire Viking, Viking, Navy, Angel, Seal, Immortal, Angel Warriors, like Sandra Hill is a gift to us all. <laughs> all right, Elise. I'm super mad that when you asked me for questions, I was like, no, I'm busy with real work. You should have told me, at least get your shit together. <laughs> this is a competition. Prioritize right now. Right? Yeah. Damn I, it. I also did not understand the I really can't believe that you didn't recognize that she was pitting us all against each other. It was very obvious Machiavellian manipulation. <laughs> It is her job. That's how I roll. All right, Elise. All right. Which of the following is not a real series for sale right now on the internet? Okay. Specifically Amazon. Because ever since all of, all romance went under, I lost all of my crazy sauce book location services. Like there had the, you could so all romance used to have a little search box and you could enter like the craziest shit and it would like populate a list of the books in the database. So you could be like the Viking and it would just give you like 60 titles. You'd be like, "Oh, that sounds great." <laughs> So I had to do I had to do hard work for this. All right. So which of the right. following is not a real series for sale right now on the internet? Number one, Rent a Dragon. Number two, Cowboy Brother Bears. <laughs> number three, Uptown Bears. And number four, Montana Dragons. Three of these are real. One is fake. Are you sure one is fake? <laughs> I just want you to know, when I craft these quizzes, I Google the shit out of my fake answer okay. to make sure that I'm not like accidentally naming a real book. Right? <laughs> so number one is Rent a Dragon. Number two, Cowboy Brother Bears. Number three, Uptown Bears. And number four, Montana Dragons. I feel like Cowboy Brother Bears is weird enough that it has to be real. I'm going to go with Uptown Bears. You are correct. Yeah. Woo! All right. Robin, you ready? Amanda, this one's yours. 
All right. All right, Amanda. <laughs> yeah. This one right here. Okay. <laughs> I don't like Robin laughing behind me. <laughs> There's a whole lot of virgins in Harlequin Presents, but not as many in suspense. But I found one. Which of the following is a real Harlequin romantic suspense title? The Texas Rangers Undercover Virgin. The Covert, oh, number two, The Covert Agent's Virgin Affair. Number three, Secret Agent, Royal Virgin. <laughs> or number four, Enticed by the Virgin Operative. Why are they all like spy virgins? That's what <laughs> I Because it's romantic know. suspense. But why, why does the... Why can't there be like a cop who does the suspense stuff and then just a regular virgin? <laughs> just a regular virgin. There are no regular virgins oh. in romance. What did I do? What was the third one again? The royal virgin? Is that the uh, secret agent royal virgin? Would you like us to repeat the title? No, I don't. Um, yeah. And you're looking for the real title, not the fake title. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Okay, one is real. What's the first? You're going to have to repeat okay. them now. We're looking for the real type. Okay. The Texas Rangers undercover virgin, number one. That one. <laughs> <laughs> that one. You should have waited for number two. No. Oh! <laughs> no. The covert agent's virgin affair is the real title. Oh. It's a Linda Conrad from 2010. Okay, somebody, somebody write... Secret Agent Royal Virgin yes, right, right now. <laughs> I mean, listen, all Does, these fake titles are up for grabs. Y'all can have them. Does Get any him. of you? I feel like Robin is our Carl Castle. Yes. <laughs> if you win, Robin will record your voicemail message. Also, the stakes have never been higher. <laughs> Score update. Royal Virgin missing cherries. <laughs> Wait, so that's book two in the series we're writing. So when the mechanic, the yep. Latino Amish mechanic gets married, the sequel is his sister, who's a bartender and also a virgin. All right. Elise is the only one that has a point in case. After we round one, we have one point ahead. One to zero to zero to zero. Redheaded girl, are you ready? No. <laughs> As of September, there will be 45 in-death books by J.D. Robb. Fuck my life. <laughs> Which of the following is not one of them? Now remember, there's four rounds, and you gotta ask the audience. Okay. I gotta. You don't. Have I'm required have one. to. No, you have one. I'm you can. Okay. You don't have to. I'm just checking the rules. Okay. So there's Carry 45 on. in death books. There are four titles coming at you. One of them is not real. So three are real. One is fake. Number one, loyalty in death. Number two. Naked in death. Number three, daring in death. Number four, festive in death. <laughs> are, are you saying that the second one is the, the one? Second the, one is the second one is real. Okay. Obviously, I'm asking the audience for help. Obviously, I'm. I'm just asking. Okay. It's three. It's three. Okay. If you guys are wrong. <laughs> Them and I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the third one. The third one. Your audience is right. Thank you very much. Carrie? Okay. Um, in lieu of playing a game, I'd like to use this amount of time to explain the complicated sex life of Edgar Allan Poe. I don't think that's an option. I don't think we have enough time for that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Carrie. It's amnesia time. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie, would you like to talk about Lord Byron for a bit? I would love to. Wouldn't you rather hear about Lord Byron? I have thoughts. Okay. Go she ahead. walks. In, <laughs> she walks in beauty like this question. <laughs> Which of the following is not not a Harlequin or a silhouette title? Number one. The Sheriff's Amnesiac Bride. Number two, Amnesiac Bride for the Sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, 
the amnesiac bride. And number four, the sheriff and the amnesiac. <laughs> We're looking for the fake title. All right. Okay, so I'm not asking the audience yet. I'm processing. So it could be either A or B just because they're so similar. But I'm kind of thinking maybe C. The amnesiac bride. I think it's the, the amnesiac. So I'm looking for the pretend one, right? The fake yes. one. Yes, I think it's C. The correct answer is amnesiac bride for the sheriff. Oh. oh. So I can clearly not take the wine in front of you. <laughs> Oh, sure. So the the actual titles that the ones that are real, the Sheriff's Amnesiac Bride, Linda Conrad, 2008. The Amnesiac Bride, Marie Ferrella, 2011. And the Sheriff and the Amnesiac, Ryan Corey, 2011. 2011 was a bad year for losing your memory. I'm thank you. I'm really surprised no, Harlequin hasn't started just a complete amnesiac line <laughs> at this point. Harlequin amnesia. All right, Elise. All right. You ready? All right, here we go. Now, I know you like to read some fucked up shit. I do. So I just want you to know I went out and found you some. Thank you. Which of the following? Yes. There are tentacles potentially involved here. Okay. Which of the following is not a real book or series for sale right now on Amazon for your buying pleasure? So one of these is not real. Three of them are real. Okay. Number one, Lost in Him, a new adult alien seduction romance. Number two, Made in Space. That's M-A-I-D, Made in Space. <laughs> a new adult billionaire science fiction romance. Which is about Rosie the Robot from the Jetsons. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> No, it's that it's that big robot that sucks the air out of the planet and space balls. It's Mega Maid. She's gone from suck to suck to blow. Suck to blow. Poor thing. All right, so number three, the Death series, new adult dark paranormal science fiction romance. And number four, the world outside, clean Amish and motorcycle club romance. <laughs> I hope so. Do you mean to read those again? No, I no. <laughs> no. New adult alien selection um, science. We're fiction just we're just gonna go with the the one in four chance here. I'm gonna say number one is fake. You're right. Holy shit! <laughs> I made up Lost in Him, new adult alien seduction romance. Made in Space, New Adult Billionaire Science Fiction Romance is by Amber Stewart. The Death Series, New Adult Dark Paranormal Science Fiction Romance is by Ruby Scott. And The World Outside, Clean Amish and Motorcycle Club Romance is by Atenya Hoffman. Oh my God. All right. This is, this is, it is a wonderful world that we live in, y'all. Okay. Robin is like, I am all over that right now. All right. So this is for Amanda. This one. <laughs> Made in Space Part One is a big old free book, huh? If you uh, if you listen to the podcast, you know that I will link to all the books that we discuss, and I will link to all the books in this quiz with Amanda's help. Amanda helps me do that. Yep. All right, all right, Amanda, Robin's got your question. A uh, Robin again? She's evil. <laughs> Which is not not a real book. Backwoods Billionaire, A Secret Billionaire Romance. Number two, The Billionaire, A Secret Billionaire Romance Novel. Number three, The Billionaire's Nanny Bride, A Billionaire Marriage of Convenience Romance. <laughs> or number four, Outback Billionaire, <laughs> A Steamy Standalone Billionaire Romance. I feel like Backwoods Billionaire is something I've seen or would be interested in. Um, <clears throat> um, 
the second one was just the billionaire, a standalone or like a novel, a right? A sexy billionaire romance novel. Yeah, that one seems really boring. Um, well, and the second one was the nanny one, yeah. The third one. Third one. The nanny one. I, I want to go out back. <laughs> I, I will take. Maybe after the quiz. I will. <laughs> I will take that bloom and onion, please. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that one. The fake one, unfortunately, is Backwoods Billionaire. No! <laughs> Robin, you just broke my heart. No, no, I just gave you an opportunity. I don't have time for that <laughs> at all. Outback Billionaire, a steamy standalone steakhouse billionaire romance. <laughs> no, it's by Nikki Steele. Billionaire's Nanny Bride is by Amanda Horton. And The Billionaire is by Bella Bentley. Elise has two. Redheaded Girl has one. Carrie and I are goose egging it up over here. All right, now we move into the speed rounds of True False. Okay, so we're gonna I'm gonna move between me and Robin with the true false. So first, redheaded girl. Yes. True or false? There is a Harlequin romance called The Secret Baby. <laughs> true. Yes. Yes. It is by Amy Fraser. It is also a Harlequin Treasury title. The Harlequin Treasury titles were older. Older Harlequins that they digitally scan. I figured there had to be like a trope codifier. It's the, it's the it's like the 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 patient zero of Secret yeah. Babies, yeah. right? Yeah. But the, the thing about right the thing about the scanned books is they have this great OCR scan error. Do you know about arms and anus? Yeah. So when you have a serif font, which is the font with little extra bits on the ends, and those get scanned and read by a computer, it it reads arms as anus. So if you which is just great. So if you go to Google Books, like if you're having a really shitty day, right? And you're like, I got nothing to help me out here. You just go to Google Books and because they have all the old books that have been scanned this way and then just popped on the internet. That's the official sound when you upload something. <laughs> upload an image. So what you do is you search for through her anus. In quotes, and you'll get page after page. She threw her anus around his neck. She threw her anus around him. She threw her anus. And, and then when you think, okay, what other cliche phrases involve arms? Okay. Wrapped his anus. He wrapped his anus around. I mean, there are so many things that you can do with this. If you're having a bad day, we'll make it better. There could just be in his anus as well. Yes, in his anus. But then, as a librarian, you're probably familiar. Yes. She collapsed in his anus. She crawled up there, took a nap. Big strong anus. Now the thing is, what's weird is that you'll actually pull up legit results for this. Usually the long arm cowboy books, which are the most filthy books. Like everyone talks about how our books are filthy. Long arm is the filthiest thing you will ever read. And they're all they're all cowboy porn for basically for old men. They're super gross. So you'll pull up some some long arm and be like, oh. All right, Carrie. Long arm should be a clue. Long arm should totally be a clue, right? Long anus. So anyway. (laughs) So Carrie, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. True or false? There is a Harlequin romance called Triplet Secret Babies. (laughs) Wait, are we suggesting that they're the babies of triplets or that the babies are triplets? (laughs) You be the judge. (laughs) You make the call. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the audience. What do we do? Google triplet secret babies. I can't. I'm not allowed to. But but I didn't hear you can't. What? Say it again. Triplet secret babies. What do we think? It's true. Do, do, do. Okay, true. It is true. 
by Judy Christenberry. Judy Christenberry also wrote one of my favorite older Harlequins called Who's the Daddy? (laughs) I've read that one, right? So she gets pregnant and then she gets amnesia. But it's not Pregnesia, that's a whole other book. Right. And there's a scene in Who's the Daddy where the heroine gets morning sickness and then kisses one of the heroes who's buying. And I was like, somebody edited bad. All right, who's next? Elise. Yes. True or false? There's a Harlequin titled Secret Christmas Twins. Yes. Yes. True, you are right. That is by Lee Tobin McLean. True or false? There is a Harlequin titled Twins for Christmas. False, and it's throwing me off. You're in your head. All the answers are C. I'm gonna say, with the sheer amount of things Harlequin has published, I don't believe that book does not exist. What? It's it's been a long day. It's been a very long day. I stood in that Avon line for all of my life. And I walked, I had no books. So I'm having PTSD right now. Um, true? True. By Amanda Renee. Yes. I'm sensing a pattern here. And the pattern is that Harlequin has a fuck a lot of titles. Like a lot. And I never want twins for Christmas. Never. They're stuck in the snow. They're snowbound. Yay! How do you think I found this? All right, redheaded okay, girl. Can I just say that my idea of hell would be to be, are they infant twins? Probably, yeah. Okay, like that is not a sexy I think, story. I think, right? I think it's actually she's giving birth. I think she's heavily oh, pregnant and they're stuck uh, in like, the snow. No. He rescued her from the car that slid up. I think it's a Texas-based book. You are amazing. Wow. I'm a little terrified of the idea of snow in Texas. Right? <laughs> Twins are the least of your problems. There's just random knowledge up there. It's really scary. Mm. I'm so deeply impressed right now. Like, I can't even tell you. Yeah. Okay, redheaded girl. Yep. True, false. Yeah. There is a Harlequin titled The Cowboys Secret Twins. Of course there is. <laughs> so that's a true? That's a true. You are correct. That I is know. True. <laughs> All right. True or false? There is a Harlequin titled The Cowboy Seals Triplets. <laughs> the Cowboy Seal. Okay, I've already asked you guys. No helping. No helping. They're, they're, okay, I can't look at you if yeah, you're not stunning in the face. Do you, do you false. Just... I think it's false. It's false. It is true. Oh! <laughs> And Tina Leonard would like a word with okay. you, ma'am. Cheating audience, you did not help me at all. I saw all these. No, no. Elise. It's a very virile cowboy seal. Or maybe he's a maybe he's a cowboy Navy seal Viking vampire angel. All right, Amanda. No, it's Elise's no, it's me. Turn. No, I hey. know it's Elise's turn. Oh. I'm just doing a score check right now. Where are oh, we? Oh, Elise and Redheaded Girl are tied with three. Mm-hmm. Carrie and I have one. Okay. All right, Elise. Yes. True or false? There is a Harlequin titled "The Christmas Twins." Didn't you just ask me that? No, that no. was Twins. Twins for Christmas. <laughs> Completely different book. See, the, quin- the, the, the twins for Christmas are in a box. Right. This was a year after they put their junk in the box. Right, and the Christmas twins are in stockings. No, their last, their last name is Christmas. Right. Christmas twins. So yeah. we have the Christmas twins. Yeah, sure. Yes. True. Ooh, well done. Thank you. And it has a single parent book. Yeah. Yes. What? I love Who are you? I read lots of Harlequin when I was young. All right. I want to know what all these people are eating that they're having multiples, like, all the time. All right. 
So what's our final score? Because that was all four rounds. Does no, it not, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. What? I'm the last one. I You're the last it. one. Yeah. I beg your pardon. I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I should ask the question, right? It doesn't right? matter. All right, you can ask The answer your... has to be true because all of them have been true. And if you pull a mean trick on me and it's false, I'm going to be real upset. <laughs> well, shit, I guess that's the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming. She does have access to the back end of your website. Oh, yeah, she's got she's super admin. She's going to fuck it all up. All right. So here's the last question. If you would like to ask the room and your in your coworkers, you may. All right, here we go. True or false? True. Mm. <laughs> awesome. Are you sure? Yes. Would you like to phone a friend? No. Okay. <laughs> Audience, true is it true? Or... True. All right, true or false? <laughs> you can buy a book. Called the Cow Bear's Secret Christmas Baby. What? Uh, cow Bear, not Cowboy. The Cow Bear's Secret Christmas Baby. You have three seconds. I have three seconds. Um, I gave you my answer three times. <laughs> One for each second. <laughs> so you say this is a real book? I mean, we've had a lot of cover snark on the site where people have been fucking bears on the cover. Just fucking bears. So. That's what half of Chicago says. Yeah. So why can't cows and bears, you know? Uh, so true. Still. Yes. Answer has been unchanged. Yes, it is true. Well played. So. All right. So, so wait, 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 wait. Hang on a second. Wait, wait, wait. Is this. Is this a cowboy who's a bear shifter? Yes. Or is it like a cow bear no, hybrid? Ca- it's very vague. The series is the Curvy Bear Ranch. That's right, they like their women curvy. They have good taste. Like a combination. We want like a grizzly Holstein hybrid. Yeah. Mail order bride. They are were bear cowboys. Oh man. Jesus Christ. There's a whole bunch of them. No. 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 There's a mail oh, order cow bear. <laughs> you know I'm going to review this, right? Yeah. Sh- I know, right? Are cow bears where Omaha Steaks is going to get their new meat? Yes, right. Oh. The mail order cow bear. And the Trump Steaks, too, baby. She has a very nice manicure. She does have a nice manicure. These covers are really nice. With cow bears. All right. So that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Thank Elise you for coming. Winner, by the way. Now, Elise is the winner. Elise is our winner. She gets the people's ovation and fame forever. And Thank a cow you. bear. I'll buy you all of these books. Cow bear, particular. Now, I have some extra time, and I won't speak for everyone else here, but I have, a, I have an extra few minutes. If you would like to ask us any questions, you are welcome. Open Q and A for a few moments. Only true false for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cow bear. It's dramatic. So does anyone have any questions they want to ask us? Totally cool if not, but you can ask us anything. Yes, ma'am. Do you have any suggestions or strategies to help you have your children leave that hell alone when you're reading a book? Do we have any suggestions for... I have my ovaries taken out. Well, just the one. The other one's fucked up, though. So that helps a lot. However, the cat, if I'm reading something, likes to, like, lay immediately across it. I have a 13-year-old, and I can tell you that when I was pregnant, I had very strong feelings against screen time. And I can tell you that those strong feelings went away about three seconds after I gave birth. (laughs) So if you feel a need to put them in front of the screen so you can read, I will not judge you. I did find, I when when mine was really little, um, I could find like little play spaces where I could read while she played. And some people are like, oh, mothers shouldn't look at their iPhones when their kids are playing. And I'm like, you know what? Our children need attention and love, but nobody wants to be stared at 24-7. That's creepy. Let them play. I'll read my book. You know, so, you know, if d- distraction and um, in my case, sometimes screaming. There has... 
Okay, yeah. I don't think I have anything new and magical, but screaming has been a big part of my life. Well, I think what you have to do is, is work your way up to total fear. Like, there's a point where my kids know that if I'm working, if I'm editing, if I'm recording, unless there's actual arterial blood spray, you leave me the fuck alone. And, like, when I get mad, I can't yell because I have, like, delicate vocal cords. So if I yell, I will lose my voice immediately. I only do that when they're unsafe. So if they hear me yell, they're like, shit. So, like, if I'm like, guys, I need you to go outside. They're like, yes, mom. <laughs> so they're like, shit's about to go down. Let's go play basketball. The other thing that I do is that my kids have mandatory reading time. And so I enforce complete silence. Like, you can have all the snacks you want. We can have all the drinks you want. Blankets, outside, inside, that's fine. But we all have to read for whatever, how many minutes. My younger son is 30 minutes. My older son is probably closer to 45 minutes. It's like, we're all going to read together. And then sometimes my, my, my younger son, who, so I have an older son who's an introvert and a younger son who's an extrovert who also processes things by talking. And there are times when I'm like, listen, buddy, I'm out of words. I will listen and I will not, but I am out. All right, does anyone else have any suggestions for getting your kids to leave you alone while you're reading, short of violence, locking them? You can also hide. No. I mean, eventually, if you have a dog, the dog will find you. Be like, why are you peeing alone? <laughs> Does anyone else have a dog that doesn't let them pee alone, right? What? Cats? Oh, the cat just puts his paw under the door like, where are you? So the question is, how do we keep track of what we've been reading? I will tell you very quickly. I am afraid of Goodreads that if I make complicated lists with notes and my own input that it's gonna, the privacy settings are going to change and it's going to be made public and that would be bad because I am, I am very specific. I make very weird and sometimes harsh notes for reviews. So I actually have a manual to be read page where I write my books. No, that's my, that's my habit tracker. This is just a bunch of boxes for the month and I write down what the book is, when it comes out, and if I have to read it in the previous month, I draw a little arrow. So I keep track of it on paper. I don't remember titles or authors or series or whatever the hell just happened. So like, if I'm in the middle of a series, eh, I'm okay. I usually don't, I usually clock out of series or duck out of series like by book three. So I have I have an ending thing like I don't know if you read romances because you know how they're going to end. I don't trust television writers because I don't trust that they know the end and I don't necessarily trust a long series if the end is not known. I get a little antsy like you don't know where you're going so I don't really trust this experience anymore. Like I couldn't do in death because I'm like there's no end in sight. Right. I, can't, I can't go with no end right. So right. So I end up writing down my schedule on a piece of paper and I just always have it with me. Yeah, I just don't. I also have a good page. I have forgot the password for it like five years ago. People keep asking, can I be your friend on Goodreads? And I'm like, I really don't care because I don't remember the password and I'm not interested in finding it. Elise and I are both on, oh, sorry. Rather you ahead. Ahead. Elise and I are both on Goodreads. Um, you're welcome to friend me. I'm not going to speak yeah. for Elise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we also have a Smart Bitches Goodreads where we put all of our reviews. Um, and if it's a review by Elise and I, we'll include a link to our own personal ones in That's that review. I put it in. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I, I'm the one who does the Goodreads, so I put it in. Okay. <laughs> um, and then I started a bullet journal this year to keep track of my reading, um, which has nicely, like, held me accountable. Like, did I read today? And I'll check it off. And I do some challenges on Goodreads to kind of, I don't know, gamify my reading sort of thing. So that motivates my reading. But that, those are the main ways I keep track. It's Goodreads, which I'm addicted to, um, and my journal. I said I wasn't going to do Goodreads this year because then I get super competitive with myself when I set my reading target. And I looked at it this morning and it's like, you're 27 books behind. And I was like, challenge accepted, motherfucker, right? <laughs> I'm so glad to hear you say that. <laughs> yes, I use Goodreads too. I don't review anything because I suck at writing reviews, but I do try to write down everything that I've read and whether, you know, five stars or whatever. But yes, I'm 10 books behind, like consistently until some point in the year I managed to get caught up and then I'm happy for a week or two and then I fall behind. Well, that's, that's quitters no, I talk. Can't. <laughs> so, I can't. I anxiety read. Um, and so there will hit a point in the year 
where I will suddenly be over that number and the books that I all just read have like very graphic murders in them. And that's when I know like maybe we should book a vacation. So. <laughs> Goodreads is a stress measurer. Good, Goodreads is a good stress measurer, yeah. Um, I don't use Goodreads. Um, if, I, if I find out that something is coming out that I want to read, then I put on my calendar, I have a, you know how on um, Google Calendar you can color code stuff? So I have like a color code for um, book and movie release dates. So I put those down so I don't forget to try to request it from either the publisher or the library or just go to the bookstore and buy it. And um, then um, for reviewing purposes, I type out a list at the beginning of every month and then I have it kind of taped up over my desk so I know what I'm going to review that month. And then I also usually type, you know, like the next part of the next couple months coming up because I kind of have an idea. And then I write all over it in pens so that by the end of that month, it's a hot mess. And then I type the new fresh revised copy for the next month. And, you know, because when I review, I try to review like one classic a month and I'm not wedded to these, but I, you know, I try to review like a comic, a book a month and a LGBT a month. And, you know, like there's certain things that I try to kind of like to hit pretty often and I don't want them to fall through the cracks. So that kind of helps me focus a little bit. Are there any other questions? You guys, thank you so much. Oh, wait, hold on. Hi, Stephanie. What's up? Anything new and exciting on the blog? Oh, that's a question for me. A new feature. Hmm. Let's see. Well, Elise is going to be recapping The Bachelorette with Kraken Rum and Coke. Yep. And Redheaded Girl is going to be recapping both Pole Dark and the return of uh, Outlander. Outlander when they come back this fall. In the fall, both at once, because PBS and stars want me Yes. <laughs> Amanda is still doing covers and cocktails, where once a month she designs a cocktail to go with a book. Yeah, but today or this month's post went up. There's a giveaway with the post. There's three copies of a book to give away. And Carrie always does romance wanderlust, where we get to travel vicariously to cool places around the world. And like she just said, she reviews comic books and classics. Like she reviews Victorian romance that's actually published in the Victorian era. And then I am also building a side project called Organi Organization Academy, um, where, thank you, I am building an online course for using Google Calendar to simplify your calendar, simplify your schedule, declutter your agenda, and find more free time. So Google Calendar is really good at helping you streamline and make tasks more efficient. So I have a whole setup of how to teach that like on small and larger levels. And if you want to sign up for the newsletter there, you can, and I give well weekly organization tips, it's organizationacademy.com. And then, of course, I have the podcast, which is awesome. And I am so glad you guys came to be a part of it. So thank you so much. Yay! And that was part two of our live show. If you got to come and be in the room with us, I really appreciate your being there. And I am super thankful to Patreon supporters who helped make that possible. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope I get to do more of them because that was a whole lot of fun. Again, thank you to everyone who helped make that possible. I am deeply, deeply thankful. This podcast is brought to you by The Most Dangerous Duke in London by Madeline Hunter. There are three sinfully handsome dukes, three scores to settle, three hearts about to meet their matches, all in one brilliant new series from New York Times bestselling author Madeline Hunter, one of the most respected names in historical romance. Madeline Hunter is well known for historic detail, irresistible heroes, smart heroines, lush descriptions, witty prose, and unforgettable plot lines. All of these signature elements are on full display in The Most Dangerous Duke in London, which marks her first series with Kensington Publishing. The Most Dangerous Duke in London is based loosely on Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew, pitting a handsome peer against a headstrong, independent lady who refuses to be cowed by her suitor's persistence and his somewhat nefarious machinations. On sale now wherever books are sold and on kensingtonbooks.com. If you are a fan of the podcast, thank you for listening and tuning in each week. If you would like to support the show, I invite you to have a look at our Patreon page at patreon.com slash smartbitches. With monthly pledges beginning at $1 a month, you can help support the show, make the audio even more gooder than it is so far. I'm working on improving it every time. 
and help me make sure that the show continues with its general awesomeness. I mean, I think it's awesome. I love doing it. I hope you enjoy it just as much. And if you have subscribed or left a review or told a friend, or you're just listening right now while you die, wool, walk the dogs, run on the treadmill, clean the house, cook, or do other incredibly cool things, gold stars to you for adulting. Thank you. I am deeply grateful that you hang out with me. The music you're listening to is provided by Sassy Outwater. You can find her on Twitter at Sassy Outwater. This is Caravan Palace. I am slowly making my way through their two album set because it's rad. The set includes Caravan Palace and Panic. This track is called Maniac. You can find them on their website or on iTunes or Facebook. And you can find this album wherever you buy your music, including Amazon, iTunes, and whatever cool musical inclinations you might have for shopping. If there are better music sites, let me know, because I generally go to those too. The links to everything we talked about, including all of the books in the quiz, will be at smartbitchestrashybooks.com slash podcast. I also want to say one last thank you to Garlic Knitter, who transcribes these episodes each week. This one and the last one were probably a bit of a challenge, and I am very thankful for her most excellent attention to detail. Thank you, Garlic Knitter, for making the show accessible to everyone and giving us a written transcript. And that is it. I'm done talking now. On behalf of myself and everyone here, both dogs who are now snoring, I wish you the very best of reading. Have a great weekend. I'll see you next week. Bye.